Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Couple XY podcast. I'm Rosie. And I'm Brian. And I'm trying to open up my can of mango cart. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God. Oh, ah, 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 kill the poison. <laughs> Suck it. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> I'm sure that wasn't terribly annoying to anyone. Uh, well, you know, <laughs> our audience, our audience only expects the bare minimum of us. <laughs> Oh, well, welcome to the XY Podcast, where your ass, annoying ass host <laughs> is annoying. Is annoying. <laughs> um, let's, see, let's do the things. Yes. Um, please follow, like, and subscribe, and rate us on all the things. It really helps us out. If you want to send us a line, you can email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com or DM us on our Facebook page at couplexypodcast. That's a lot. Yep, that's all the things. We got it. Yep. All right. How was your week? Another slurp. Sorry, guys. Yeah, quit slurping, Bo. I know. I know. Um, week was was good. Yeah. It's now better because we have a three-day weekend. It is Memorial Day weekend. Yes, we should acknowledge that. Yes, yes. In remembrance of all those who didn't make it home. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Okay. All right. Now, that was... Sad. Let's not be sad anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So we, yeah, we got three day weekend. Um, shitty thing is that our a- AC isn't working real well at the house. Yeah, we have no idea what's wrong. The air conditioner guy said there's nothing wrong with it. I keep saying that we need a bigger one, but apparently there's a problem with getting a bigger one with the size of our house, and it, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. It doesn't make sense to me, but whatever. It's the AC racket, man. It's just really fucking hot down here. It's so hot during the summer. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the only real way to beat the heat down here is to just go on vacation. <laughs> Good segue, baby. Bada bing! You're funny. All right. Yes, today we're talking about vacations. Yeah. And particularly for me, the difference between vacation time, PTO time, sick time in the U.S. versus in Europe and all around the world. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what you're going to talk about. I don't know. Um, well, we'll just we'll, we'll see where it goes. Yeah, <laughs> I'll just spat out facts, and you'll just be like, "Whoa, whoa!" <laughs> I was like, "Whoa," and you were like, "Whoa," and I was like, "Whoa." It's Sunday. Can you tell? And we're day drinking. We're day drinking. Yeah, it's a good day. Um, we had a crawfish boil yesterday. We did. A friend of mine's son is going to play D one college football. That's n- that's good, right? That's really good. That's really An important. SEC team. Okay. So, uh, super proud of him. Uh, have known that boy since he was born. Mm. Getting old. Oh yeah, he's he's eighteen. I'm sure. Yeah, seventeen, eighteen. Seventeen, eighteen. So, wow. So proud of that kid. Um, and uh, so yeah, okay. So let's talk about some uh, some vacation. Yeah, we had our our, our crawfish boy. The crawfish were really good too. They were really good. They were. I was they were a good upset size. That I got full so fast. Yeah, we drank a little too much beer early on. I think. Yeah. Um, but they were just like those really like perfect size where they haven't gotten too tough, but they were big enough where they were they were worthy of the effort to peel them. Yes, 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 yes. yes. Seasoning was good on them. Everything was good. That might be our last crawfish boil of the season. Mm, very well could be. I don't know if we got another one coming up anytime soon. So, 
All right. Um, well, let's get into it. Let's talk about vacations. Let's start a timer and do all. Oh, uh, yeah. Where's my phone? Is it in my. Okay. Or for our European listeners, holiday. On holiday. Yes, I enjoy that. All right. Readjusting myself here. Okay. Starting a timer. Riveting, riveting content right here. Okay. Timer has been started. All right. So, um, I was going to ask you a question, but I forgot. So, I'm just going to jump right into it. Is it, do I remember what Lever 2000 is? Because that's what Neebs was talking about. Do you know what Lever 2000 is? I knew exactly what he was talking Lever about. Lever 2000. Lever 2000. The soap? Soap opera? No, the soap. Like, the literally soap. the soap you wash oh, your body yeah, with. Lever. Is it green? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Okay. Did you not make the, it anymore? I, 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 he looked it up, and it was like $18 for four bars. Oh. Must be really good soap. I think they don't make it anymore. <laughs> okay, anyway. Limited edition soap. As I got out of Neeb's gaming while I was napping. Mm-hmm. You were taking pictures of me napping today. Yeah, it was adorable. I, I, the puppies were all over you. And you and uh, Chad were just like, you were facing the same same direction. Um, have we mentioned our dog's names on this podcast? I don't know. Chad, Maybell. Yep. Chad is our Pomeranian pug mix, and Maybell is our hound dog mix. Um, Chad is, well, I'll put, po- how about this? I'm going to post those pictures on Facebook. Okay. Since we mentioned it. Yeah. So, um, so you guys can see how cute it is. Um, but yeah, so, um, vacation. So what do you think when I, when I say the difference between vacation time in the U S versus in Europe, what do you think the differences are? I, I don't think there's any difference. Okay. All right. You are mistaken. Okay. <laughs> Thank you for telling me. You're welcome. I, I'm wrong. I appreciate it. <laughs> That's why <laughs> Th- I'm here, baby. Thank you for walking me into me being wrong. I, I so love you. Wrong, 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 wrong. <laughs> Tell me why I'm, ro- why I'm wrong in you all are, the ways. Yes, you are wrong because the United States is the only advanced economy that does not guarantee paid time off. Okay. Mm-hmm. New York City has come the closest with proposed legislation to mandate paid vacation. But yeah. Um, the EU, the UK, they all have guaranteed pay time off all right. for every worker. Okay. Like even more part-time workers or? I think it's all full-time workers. Okay. I, I don't know. Like any full-time job I've ever had, I've had paid time off. Yeah. But you've also had good jobs. Okay. I mean, except when you were working for like, like, do I need to say like Home Depot, Home Depot, and, yeah, that's yeah, what I was someplace about. like that. Home Depot, you had PTO. No, I wasn't full time though. Oh, okay, okay, but yeah, you've had good full time jobs. Um, okay, um, so the European Union Working Time Directive, which was passed in the early 1990s, requires at least 20 working days of paid vacation in all European U- Union countries, while the UK requires 28 days. So, do you know how many? Um, Hours you have, PTO you have right now? Like for us, how my company does it is you get 80 hours a year through your first so many years. And then as you as your length of service extends, you get more um, time per year. So I think it's after, I don't, uh, maybe after five years, you go to like 
120 hours, and after 10, 160 hours. I think you top, top out at 240 hours. So 80 hours is only equal to three days. So that's... Of my hurt. schedule? 80 hours? Yeah. So you get 80 hours PTO. Wait, wait. What do, you, what do you mean 80 hours is only equal to... 80 hours is th- roughly three days. Of no. Yes. 80 divided by 24. 3.3. Okay, but you don't work 24 days, 24 hours in a day. Okay. Oh. So you would, it would be worth... Working days. So it would be worth divided 10. by 12. Well, if I'm working a 12-hour shift, if you're working an eight-hour shift, it's going to be 10 days of vacation. Okay. But you, yeah, you... You work 12-hour shifts. Right, so it's a little bit less than that. Okay. Regardless, it's ten, it, it is 10 eight-hour working days. Right, so when I start out, I get, yeah, yeah. So, which is half of what the EU guarantees for all their workers. Okay. All their full-time workers. Um, <clears throat> so, how does your, do you get to keep all of your hours that you haven't used after the year ends? No. Okay, so do you, what happens to those hours? If you haven't used them, they go into the ether. They just disappear. Mm-hmm. You don't. You can't like roll them over in a. Now uh, my company's a little weird. I can buy vacation, which I do. Mm-hmm. So I can buy additional vacation each year, and if I buy additional vacation each year, um, I can't roll any over. If I don't buy vacation, I can roll over like a week, mm-hmm. or forty hours or something like that. COVID, they let us roll over more. Yeah. Um, Which that that was a trend for um, during COVID. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I I I understand what you're saying. Like this, Europe gets more gets more vacation than we do, mm-hmm. and we don't. Now I know federally you can roll over your stuff, like the federal government. If you work for them, mm-hmm. you can roll over your your vacation. Why do you think your company doesn't do that? Uh, there's no reason for them to. Okay. Um, like, it's it's literally just kind of a thing where if you... But, I mean, those are your hours. Don't you think you should keep them? Um, I mean, you have an entire year to use them. Mm-hmm. And if you haven't used them within that year, I mean, uh, I guess the, the balance sheet behind it can get pretty iffy sketchy you know start rolling over people's time and stuff like that um yeah i mean it is your time but vacation to me it there is a i don't know it's weird it's yeah i guess i guess we don't know how to we don't know how to vacation in the u.s no we really don't um and just to state like what my company does um i let's see the first year i worked there pto accrued very slowly um but i work for a mid-sized company with very understanding um execs who like i had a vacate we had a vacation planned before i was hired there and they honored that even though i didn't have any pto mm-hmm. um so i was kind of in the negative for a while and now that I've worked there for more than a year, my PTO accrues much faster. I'm not sure how many hours per paycheck, but I know it's significant. Um, I'm not sure. I th- I think we get to keep all of our hours, and they do accrue over the years, but I'm not positive. Um, 
because I, I know there a lot of my coworkers have, have said like, oh, don't worry about it. Oh, don't, don't worry about being in the negative because your, your hours are going to accrue so much, so much now. And, um, you're going to have more time off than you know what to do, what to do with soon. So, um, so right now I have, I'm like 20 in the green, <laughs> 20 hours. <laughs> um, but yeah, so uh, more about some statistics. Uh, roughly 80% of U.S. workers have some kind of PTO. Uh, nearly half of workers report not using all of their vacation time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a list of countries in Europe and one in Asia um, that do things much differently. So in France, how many... Paid vacation days, do you think, are guaranteed for all full-time workers? I mean, I'm going to go with, like, 44. 30. Okay. Okay. I mean, France is pretty progressive yeah. in their work ethics. Um, uh, apparently, they most of the working uh, most of the working workforce takes, like, August off completely. Okay. Um, I, I could... I guess whenever we have, like, some of the guys from France come in, I'll ask them about it. Yeah. Because we have a, we have a, I guess I could ask some guys at work. They've been to France to, or we have a plant there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I guess they, your company would have to adhere to the local laws. Yes. As far as PTO goes. I would think so. I mean. Yeah, I wouldn't I, see why not. I, I think, think it supersedes. Yeah, it would. Um, so... Yeah, that's France. Um, I don't know about any paid holidays. They just say 30 vacation days per year. Um, Sweden, you want to take a guess? I'm going to go with probably more. Uh, Well, kind of. They have 25 paid vacation days and 11 paid holidays per year. Uh, Japan? Uh, I would think Japan would be less. I think Japan would be maybe 18. Japan has 10 paid vacation days and 15 paid holidays. Okay. So that that makes it out to 25 mm-hmm. uh, per year. Um, Australia. I think Australia is going to be right about that, like, 25 mark. Mm-hmm. They receive 20 guaranteed vacation days and 8 paid holidays. If you don't use all your days in Australia, you can cash out untaken annual leave exceeding not to exceed the – Minimum of, no, exceeding the minimum of four weeks. Does that make sense? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um, Canadian workers. How much? A what? Canadian. <laughs> I meant to say Canada, but I was reading it. It says Canadian workers, and I meant to say Canada. Okay. So, Canada. <laughs> how, many BT, how many vacation days do you think they get? Uh, 23. 10. Uh, 10 guaranteed paid vacation days and nine paid holidays. Okay, so that's about what the U.S. would be. Um, but the U.S. doesn't have any guaranteed. Yeah, PTO. but you're talking about like eighty percent of war- of full time workers have this. Um, like have some form of PTO, but it varies widely depending on the company. So most companies that I know of, you start off with at least two weeks, which would be ten days, mm-hmm. and then your federal holidays or your your holidays. Um, let's see. It does vary. In Canada, it does vary from province to province. Mm-hmm. Um, most provinces grant workers another week of paid vacation after they work for five to ten years in their company. I mean, so part of this comes down to, and, and 
vacation to me is not something that, like, I think the federal government should negotiate on. Why? Because it just, if we had a system where we had really good worker rights without the federal government, then we wouldn't need it. Like, the workers' rights, the already, like, the workers would pretty much say, we're not going to work more than this. But we're a, we're a country that looks down on having workers' rights. Right. So, because of that, don't you think a federally mandated amount of PTO? I don't think that the federal government should do half of the shit they do. Because they screw it up. <laughs> they're, they're pretty much fuck-ups. So, um, no. I mean, like, I, I, I would prefer us to have a, an ability to not look down not have had been propagandized to the point where we think when labor stands up for itself, they're, they're communist. Right. Because then this would have all actually been resolvable because labor would stand up and say, no, we're going to have 20 working, 20 paid days off, and this is going to be the mandate. And if you don't do this, we're just not going to go to work. Yeah, we were talking a little bit about, like, federal versus states' rights and how much... Um, how much play or how much influence the federal government should have over each state um, on our way down to uh, to the crawfish boil. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think there should be federally mandated minimums for workers' rights and just p- uh, human rights in general in the U.S. See, I just I'm a person who thinks that a large federal government is not a good thing. That we're, you're just going to pay more money for it, and they're not doing a good enough job now. So me giving them more control over my life is just not something I want. So maybe if they, like, roll back all the spying shit that they do, mm-hmm. we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it. But they better start giving some damn big carrots before I start, you know, allowing them to do anything, wanting them to do anything else. So, are you saying you wouldn't be in support of a federally mandated 20 paid vacation days per year for each full-time worker? I I don't think we could do it right. No. I don't think we could do it right cuz I think that if we did it if we did it, corporations would be in bed with the government to begin with and the worker would get screwed. Hmm. Okay. So, so they, you just you have no faith in the federal government. Absolutely not. So, yeah. Uh, I, I feel like maybe probably what happened is if you did get that, then it, corporations would use it as an excuse to not raise minimum wage. Huh. Okay. Yeah, I can kind of see that. Um. No, I don't think that – I do not think that our government cares about labor, um, although the Democratic Party used to say that they did, but they don't really anymore say that even. They used to be real big on with the unions. But, I mean, now unions were corrupt, um, and the government's corrupt, and it's all very corrupt and very hard for, like, honest people to make an honest living. And I think if you give people an honest living and you give them that, then it's it's good. But when you start mandating it, it leads to corruption. So we should just burn it all down and start over. <gasps> I did not say that. <laughs> But, I mean, you know, there are a lot of good third parties out there who have good ideas and maybe vote for them. Very true, yeah. Got some, some independents, some libertarians, some Green Party. 
mix that all up together. So, um, all right. So, I, I don't. Go okay, ahead. Go ahead. I was gonna say, um, I don't know about like all of these countries and how much like, like manufacturing they do and what they 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 don't do. Um, I know uh, we do have a a plant in Japan, and the people there are like extremely hardworking. Their culture is definitely different than ours is. Mm-hmm. Um, like they go to work and they work all day. It's it's they don't think of it as to maximize my profit as an employee. I have to do the minimum amount of work possible, hmm. which is really kind of the truth of our capitalistic society. Do you think that employer employees would have the same that same mindset if they were given um, guaranteed paid time off? I mean, I'm giving guaranteed paid time off. Um, I don't have that thought process, but I know people who do who still get guaranteed time off. So, if the federal government says it, or my company just gives it to me, what's the difference? Like, I don't think... The your The difference is your company can change it at any point in time without warning. Right. And without oversight. But for the most part, my company doesn't do a bad job. Yeah, I'm not saying your company's bad. So if... if I'm just saying right, your so company is let's not say like I most theoretically, companies. Let's say I theoretically work for a, a company. And this company did something that the employees don't like. Then their their means of regress is to to walk out to strike, and the history of labor in the U.S. is not always very kind to labor organizations, and so that means that we don't really, as as laborers, fight for our rights as the the group that make things happen, and even more now with what is. Basically, the, the the rise of the middle management, which is just the corporate bureaucracy to mirror the government bureaucracy, you see more and more workers' rights being more and more where they don't want workers to speak out. They don't want like they don't want unity in the masses, right? Because then that if that threatens their power and their their stance and their money. Mm-hmm. But if you, if we actually, if we as Americans really adhere to the principles of the founding fathers, in my opinion, this is just my opinion. This isn't like any other, like, no, this isn't, this is what I think the founding, the founding fathers were pretty radical dudes. Like they, mm-hmm. they weren't exactly, you know, prim and proper. Like, they, they weren't these God-fearing men going to church every Sunday. They were radicals, you know, mm-hmm. and because they, they overthrew a government. Right. And I'm not suggesting we overthrow a government, but they had no problem. Well, they didn't overthrow a government. They ousted the government from, that was currently in charge. Mm-hmm. Okay. I don't know. They didn't overthrow the one there, but they did oust the one that was currently in charge here. Wait. Okay, so it was... Okay. I don't want to sound stupid, so I'm not going to ask that question. Um, it was British colonies? Yes, we were British yeah. colonies. Yeah, okay. So it was... So we didn't overthrow Britain, but we did oust them from, you know... The, defected. The, yes. 
we revolted and then we didn't like they they were like okay we're done yeah but like these were guys who very much like were if you would have taken away their rights they would have protested about it and today as workers like if you take away workers rights we don't protest about it because we're pretty much taught not to protest not to stand up against our own government because if you do, you're unpatriotic. But isn't it just the most patriotic thing you can do? Like, well, yeah, the most American thing I can that you, can, you do. can do is stand up for your own rights. Right. But yet we don't do it. As, right. as, We've been conditioned to think that we can't make any change. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the difference between like the Europeans and a lot of times and us is we are we are stuck in this very split. Uh, uh, political system and which doesn't allow either side to gain any traction and the the everyday ordinary people when they do stand up the other side shouts them down as being radicals or racist or anything else like that but it's really just exercising their 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 rights mm-hmm. yeah there's um there is a there's been interviews that I've seen and articles I've read that that state that Canadians and Germans in particular believe that their government works for them mm-hmm. and they don't hate their government or, um, or fear their government or they actually trust their government to do the right thing. Um, uh, we really need to watch this documentary by Michael Moore. I don't know. Michael Moore. Yeah. I don't know what it's, I forget what it's called right now, but um, yeah, there's just been clips like really poignant clips on TikTok. Um, especially in Germany, I think I had you watch that. The, the pencil factory. The pencil factory, yeah. And uh, um, how they're they're yeah they're just they're guaranteed. Um, like weekends are sacred there. It is illegal to call an employee on a weekend, or on their PTO or mm-hmm. anytime they're off. Um, which I think is. Definitely something that I think every country should adopt. I think, I think the more employers respect their employees' free time, the more employees will, the harder employees will work for them so during that, their shifts. That is something I agree with. I do not like calling people off after hours. Yeah, um, you got coworkers that do that to you all the time. Yeah, it's really annoying. Um, and coworkers are one thing, any kind of management that calls me on my time off, I don't answer the phone and I actually very rarely ever respond to the text. Mm -hmm. Um, literally I'll be like, it's my time off. Yeah. You know, I, I don't, you're not paying me to even think about being there and that might make me a bad employee. It might not. I don't think it does. I think you, you have to, I think we don't draw that line here. Right. Yeah. There is. Yeah. There's. For most companies, there is no line. Mm-hmm. Um, it's basically like we sell our souls to a company. I don't know if we sell our souls to the company. I've. I've. I more think of it like this. I've sold my soul to my my team. Mm. Like the the guys I work with, the guys and and woman I work with. Um, I am more. I work harder for them than my company. Because you like them because I, I owe it to them because <laughs> you owe it to them okay you know those are those that that is the team that depends on me and i depend on them and i have no problem working very hard for them but um 
a, a problem you find in in corporate America and in, in like manufacturing and having this middle class of of managers is that they are very. Um, I've heard them say how technicians are just there to do whatever we tell them to do. Hmm. And I'm like, that guy will never have anybody work hard for him. Right. They'll do what they have to do to keep their job. I'll never work hard for that person. Right. They're not going to go above and beyond for yeah. any reason. Because you know, I, if that guy. They don't have respect for that guy. Right. He, he doesn't respect me. I'm not going to respect him. Mm-hmm. Now, there are people at that, 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 that I work with who I do respect. And if they ask me to do something, I'd run through a brick wall for them out of, you know, because I respect them. Mm-hmm. And I know they will work their ass off for me and I'll do it for them. But there are other people, if you aren't going to do that, I have no, you know, I, I, as far as my company goes, I'm, I am, I'm dedicated to them only to an extent. I am more dedicated to like my unit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. It's. It, it, I guess the one way to equate this is kind of like men and, and, and this nowhere even comes close. You're going to say the army? The army, yeah. yeah. The, like your unit is like your your family, you know. It, we're nowhere near as close as a, an army unit. It's like, like our lives depend on each other. Right. But like it, it becomes like you don't fight. Uh, you hear guys say that a lot in the army. I didn't fight for any other thing than the guys who were there with me. Mm. Okay. Yeah, Um. I have this – I have a – I have a very good sense of camaraderie with my coworkers. It is it is like a work family. Um, I have never been as close to um, the execs, two of our ex- two of our executives, um, at in any other company that I've worked for. Um, and I've never felt like the execs actually gave a shit mm-hmm. before I worked for this company. Um, which is really nice. Um, I'm not saying my company's perfect, but um, there's definitely a difference when there is a healthy work culture um, and PTO is encouraged, vacation time is encouraged. Um, we do try really hard not to bother each other during our time off. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it's very... It's very fair, I think, what we do. Um, so, yeah, I get wanting to work hard for your team. All right. What other stats you got on me? Uh, I have one more um, country. Okay, because I want to hit back on the, this a little bit, but okay. go ahead. I have one more country. Mm-hmm. Uh, Spain. Okay. What do I think of Spain? I think Spain would actually have quite a bit of overtime. Or, or not overtime. PTO. Um, PTO. Okay. Um. How much? I'm going to go with probably about what France would have. Okay. They have 25 paid vacation days and 14 paid holidays every year. Um, Additionally, Spanish employees get paid leave for things like jury service, moving, getting married, or things related to union work. So I think there's a very strong union base in in Spain. Well, they were, you know, socialist. Oh, didn't know that. I mean, like, all of Europe has a much heavier communist and socialist like presence in their countries than we do mm-hmm. um like i think um i was listening to a podcast one time with um um moyo bertali um like the history on fire podcast and he was talking about like he's italian and he's like yeah we have like 30 percent communist in our country now and it's not like 
It's not like like looked down upon or feared. No, no, no. Like the U.S., we have basically crushed any idea that socialists could. You know, first off, we we couldn't. We just said socialist, communist were the same thing. Yeah, which is dumb. Um, but we 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 pretty much crushed it in the fifties, and it's never like been able to have any kind of like swing. And even though I don't, you know, agree with communism, um, I don't agree with like strict socialism. Um, but you know, it, you shouldn't, you shouldn't not be able to be that if you wanted to be it. Right. I wouldn't agree with you. I don't think it would take over our country. Mm-hmm. But you know, a healthy amount of people. Having some kind of different opinions probably not a bad idea. Right, and the principles of America state that you can believe whatever the hell you want to mm-hmm. believe and not be persecuted for it. Right. Which we're not exactly adhering to right now. Oh, God, no. So, <laughs> um, let's see. More stats. On average, employees in the U.S. take 14 days off per year, while workers in, Europe, in European countries take 24 days. Mm-hmm. A survey of nearly 1,000 people across the U.S. and Europe found that despite getting fewer days... of U.S. employees felt they received enough time off from work, while 53% of Europeans reported feeling um, received enough. Meanwhile, 53% of Europeans reported feeling satisfied with their PTO. Uh, Differing perceptions of work-life balance are at play, as well as one undeniable factor, which is workload. Yeah. So 40% of Americans reported that their workload prevents them from taking vacation time while 30% did not feel they could access their sick time for the same reason. Mm-hmm. In European countries, only 24% of employees felt their workload affected their accessibility to vacation time, and 17% felt similarly about sick, about sick time. So how do you feel about this? Like, and I don't know if you have this stat or not, and this is kind of feels what your gears to, but vacation guilt. Yes, I have a whole, I have a whole webpage about vacation guilt. Okay. Um, obviously the trend is, what do you think the trend is? I think in the U S vacation guilt is much higher than it is in Europe. It is absolutely a thing in the U S it is not as prevalent in European countries. Um, so let me, let me just, I'll pull that up real quick and look at some stats. Now I Um, will say this, as far as I am concerned, like me, myself, um, something that I have, I always make a conscious effort to do is when like, even if it puts everyone else shorthanded because someone takes vacation, I'm like, good for them. They took their vacation. Right. That's, that's how we are at my company too. Like good for them. They get to, they have like everyone I think works hard at my company. That's what, that's the perception. Right. And everyone deserves PTO. Yeah. I I think, um, I think a lot of times we as Americans, when the, when, when there is, when we get short staffed, we kind of look at that person as you did this to us. And we shouldn't because it's not that person's fault that they took vacation because what they're owed and they shouldn't feel guilty about it. But I think that is a huge thing in the U S is people feel guilty about going on vacation because they're leaving the people they work with shorthanded. But it's not the fact that it's not the fact that they are leaving that's the problem. It's the fact that the management didn't cover them. Right. So your management let you down, not your fellow employee. Right. Sorry, taking a sip. Okay. Um, I have a um, bar graph. Okay. 
about the guilt factor okay. of taking t- uh, time off. So, 32% of Americans feel guilty for taking three plus days off of work. Mm-hmm. You want to guess how low Europeans are? Oh, is 30% in the US? 32%? I would say 5%. 19%. Oh, okay. That's so a lot a, higher. A than little high, yeah, I think, for Europeans. But um, it's just, yeah, it's so fascinating. Like the difference, um, uh, bah, 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 bah. the difference in perception of um, vacation time um, with Americans versus Europeans. Because I think so much of our, I think so much of our media, and whenever I see certain um, cold medicine commercials, mm-hmm. where they have to go to work, yes, they have to take the cold medicine to get back to work, yes. That that is what drives me crazy. Mm-hmm. Is like you don't you don't. It's like you don't deserve the time to take off to to get well. Like I am horrible about it. You are horrible about it. I do not like to take time off when I'm sick because I literally do feel guilt about taking time off to be sick when I could just fight through it. And I think that's irresponsible. Like you shouldn't go to work sick. You can get other people. I did sick. get COVID at work. You didn't. I did. You, you did. Oh. Like, I started showing symptoms at work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I started showing, showing symptoms at work, too. And I went home. We both got it from Offspring, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it was our second bout. Yep. Um, yeah. So, I mean, at least for COVID, you at least went home because mm-hmm. you were required to. The only other times I've taken off, like, there was one time where I was vomiting in a trash can. Was this before we had gotten together? Okay, I, I don't know. I, I something did not, mm-mm. and I was sitting there and I was like, I was looked at the dude I'm working with. I'm like, dude, I don't feel good, and, and I was like, I started vomiting into the trash can. Like I was like, and he was like, dude, you need to go home. Mm-hmm. And, and like, I think nobody he, wants a vomiting. Like he was like, dude, I, I I got it for the rest of the night. I'm like, no, I can stay. He's like, no, you need to go home. I don't want to see any more of your vomit. <laughs> so I took the trash out. You took the trash. That was nice of you. <laughs> I took my vomiting trash. <laughs> took my vomit back. trash out. <laughs> and uh, I went home. <laughs> but uh, before that, the only other time I took any kind of, I had tore my ACL and uh, my knee was swollen and I couldn't walk. And that was, I had to take a day off. You took a day off for that? One, one I think two. And then we were off for the next couple of days. And then I went back and I postponed surgery because I was in my first year. And my boss um, at the time, my manager at the time, irresponsibly, by the way, said this to me. You need, if you go out on DB before your year is up. What's DB? Disability. Oh, okay. So I was going to be out for six, uh, like six, a couple of months. I think I I ended up being out for a short amount of time because I have enough computer skills that they put me doing some other light duty work. Mm -hmm. But um, I had tore my ACL and I hadn't made my one year. And he was kind of like, well, if you don't make your one year, you're like, he basically told me all my raises would be pushed back. If you showed disability during your one year. Yeah. Which wasn't actually true, I found out later. 
And so for I, I stayed at work until like the guy I was working with, I was like, dude, I gotta go get my knee surgery. And he's like, yeah, I can tell because it was like deteriorating badly. It was getting to where I couldn't walk up and down steps oh my very God, well. Baby, I hate that. Yeah, that guy's now been promoted. <laughs> yeah, great. I was gonna ask if he's still working there. No, he's he's way promoted. What an ass. Oh my God. Okay. Um. All right. So. I'm going to switch gears a little bit and talk about um, parental leave. Okay. How much parental leave do you think the U.S. has guaranteed for their full-time employees? Um, again, I know my company's pretty good because we actually give maternity leave too. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for women, it could be maybe four weeks. There is no law mm-hmm. guaranteeing maternity or paternity leave in the U.S. Okay. Well, I knew there was no law for paternity. I thought they had something for maternity. Nope. Okay. Absolutely nothing. Uh, just 45% of Americans surveyed had maternity leave, and 22% had paternity leave, paternity leave. In the EU, parents are entitled to at least four months of leave mm-hmm. following the birth or the adoption of a child. In the UK, moms are given as much as a full year of leave. As a result, Europeans have, on average... 106 paid days of maternity leave. Americans have, you want to take a guess? Like guaranteed or just on average? On average. On average, I'm going to say 28. 42. Okay. Which is still not good. No. Um, you don't want to leave your child when they're only 42 days old. Yeah. Like, I think a year at least is what should be guaranteed. And people at my company, like, took advantage of it, like, especially the men. Because they didn't say you had to take it all at the same time, or didn't say you couldn't take it, or no, it's like you could, you didn't have to take all of your. Oh, so they split it up. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Well, so, I think that's their right. Don't you think? I guess. I mean, but it kind of sucks to like basically be off every weekend, mm-hmm. like. And I guess that goes back to the guilt thing. Like, I wouldn't feel guilty about being off every weekend when my, my crew struggled because my wife had a baby. Right. I, although I do think in the U.S. you do get guaranteed time off if you adopt a baby. Really? Um, let me Google that real quick. Google, 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 Google. Google. Do parents... Does the U.S. give guaranteed, give guaranteed, how do you spell guaranteed? PTO to a for adoption. Hmm. Reading? Reading? FMLA does protect your right to adoption maternity leave, but does not guarantee both adoption leave and pay. Okay. So... Okay. So, yeah, the U.S. is seriously lacking in their parental rights as well as their uh, worker rights. All right. So what would you say, as we, we talk about this, is if instead of the government doing this, there were, like, a national labor organization that was not a government entity that demanded this? I'd be fine with that. Would you feel that it would be more... I think it would be I think it would be better because you have a an entire agency organization whatever you want to call it working towards these rights and lobbying 
the government for these rights. All right, so which apparently is like the only thing that these that these fucking politicians listen to is the lobbyists. Right, but again, so for them to do anything, it has to pass a law. Right, but if you had a national labor organization that was not government associated. Which, isn't that OSHA, kind of? Or is that just workers' that's, safety? That's workers' safety, and it's run by the government. Okay. This would be more like a union. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, it, it would be more union than anything else. And the union basically said, like, these are going to be the rights that you have to admit, have to adhere to, or we're going to have national strikes. Mm. Yeah, that's something that the U.S. doesn't do either, is national strikes. Yeah, I think there was... It's been a long, long time, like since the pre-progressive era, I think. Mm-hmm. There, oh gosh, what was it? It was, um, they were trying to, it was a Facebook thing. Um, I think they were trying to organize a no shopping day, a national no shopping day. Mm-hmm. Um I think particularly for women to for every woman in the US to not go out and shop for one day and see how hard businesses were hit. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And and there's one thing to hit businesses in their their consumerism pocketbook, but like the other thing is like if we literally had national strikes, like like I think they had one in the UK a while back. And we haven't had one in a long time in the U.S., but these are, like, strikes where across the entire nation, all workers said, we're not going to work. Didn't they just do that in France? They always do that shit in France. Yeah. It's probably why they have so many days off. Yeah. I like France. <laughs> we are from France. <laughs> France. We come from France. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, but, I mean, like, to have an active um, middle class, to have an, like a proactive, um, demanding middle mm-hmm. class in this country would be great. Yeah. Well, our middle class is now management. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't have a labor middle class. That's, okay, the, so that's the problem. Our middle class is now management. Management doesn't strike. L- labor has to strike. Mm-hmm. But labor won't strike because we really don't have a very good, cohesive labor. And I don't know, I don't think there is the labor movement that we used to have, you know? We don't have the the people in this country who have the political motivation to go out there and try to unite, unionize, and to unite labor. Um, There are pockets of it. There's electricians and coal miners and stuff like that. But, like, a lot of factory workers and stuff like that, like, in the U.S., like, my... My factory unionized for like two years and then de-unionized. Um, as progressive as Starbucks was when they wanted to unionize, they did not want him to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that should be illegal. Mm-hmm. If a uh, if a company wants to, if a oh if, if coworker if if employees of a company want to unionize, they should be allowed to unionize without any interference well, from. The execs. So in the South, I know the unions are thought of as a bad thing. Really? Yeah, because we see it like it, it's it tends to be very wasteful because what I was grown what I grew up with, and now I have a uh, buddy of mine whose father was an electrician, 
and like their union is very strong and they're very pro union and it was very different. But like my my father was like a I don't know if he was union or not when when he was a welder. Um, I thought he would be. But there's a lot of welding units unions. I, I I don't know if he was or not. I know he made management and it completely changed. You know. He never, like, dogged the union to me. Um, the only thing that I knew about the union was, like, I always thought, like, unions would, like, if you were a union man and you didn't want to actually work, you didn't have to do anything. It really made, like, their people weren't, like, workers, you know? that That's what it was portrayed to me growing up. Hmm. Was that different for you? Because you're more Midwest, and I think there's yeah. more union where you are. Um. My friend's husband is is a welder and is part of the union, um, a welding union up there. Um, I was not taught that unions were bad. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I don't, we didn't, we didn't cover it in school, I don't think. Um, I mean, we really didn't either. I don't know where I got this notion from. That unions are bad or, or workers that have, that unionize are lazy or. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe that's just some some weird... Like, let us know, like, across the country, if y'all listen. Yeah, let, please let, email us at couplexypodcast at gmail.com. Like, did you... Is, is, is other people's a, experience, like mine, where... Is this a cultural thing? I really don't know. Like, is there... Is is it different in regions of... In different regions of the U.S.? I think the Midwest, the Rust Belt and stuff, would have, like, be more sympathetic toward unions, but I I, I don't know. Um, I mean, we live in a work, uh, right-to-work state, so literally yeah. your employer could fire you for no reason in the state we live in. Yeah, it's really fucking stupid. Right. So that that's another thing is, like, co- corporations, if they don't want to deal with unions, will shut down a plant rather than have to deal with it. Mm-hmm. You know? Be like, we'll move this plant to this state where we, they can't unionize or it's harder to unionize. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's the problem with that's the problem with corporations and with the way business is handled in this in this country. Mm-hmm. So do you think so you you feel that like corporations overseas, especially in Europe? I oh. think Europe, okay, I think federal governments of European nations mm-hmm. have their shit together more than the US. Okay. And I think that what I'm perceiving is that European governments um, actually listen to their, do we call them constituents? Constituents. I would say so. Yeah. Um, and uh, also Europe, the European population is more active in, is more readily active in protests and to stand up for their rights and so you think that's because the um, the level of education is higher. I think that could be part of it. Yeah, like when you look at protests in the U.S., they tend to center on the coast. Although Minneapolis has a lot too with um, with the the BLMs. Yeah, uh, think- and the upper upper Midwest has some, but like when you look at the South, we don't protest. Yeah, there was. Um, <laughs> when we do protests, are, it's kind of it's it's kind of sketchy. Protests in the U.S. I feel are incredibly unorganized, and they're just marches. Mm. 
I mean, regardless of how big the march was um, on Washington when when uh, Trump was elected and when Roe v. Wade was overturned, like it's somehow very easy for the government to just ignore a bunch of people in the street who are shouting. Yeah, because they've insulated themselves from us. Mm-hmm. Like they literally have. When you go to the Capitol now, after uh, January 6th, you can't go and watch your congressman do their job, mm-hmm. which is a completely new and a, a something that is incredibly um, wrong uh, to me. Un-American. Yeah. Because even after, like, you've had... Even, like, there have been, this is a crazy part of U.S. history that nobody, like, a lot of people don't know about. And I'm going to, I'm only reason I know about it is from a podcast called Bro History. <laughs> okay. There was, like, some Puerto Ricans who wanted, like, Puerto Rican independence who went to the Capitol and, like, shot, like, senators. Like, oh. Like, yeah. And even after that, and I was like, I don't know when it was that sometime in the last century, like mid last century, like 1950s, maybe, maybe earlier. I don't, I, I don't remember the dates, but apparently this was a part of history and one of those little things that aren't really taught, but yeah, they like, like shot some senators and shit like that. Um, and, uh, they still like after that, you know, you were still allowed to go in there until January 6th. Now they're so scared and I think what it is is our government is so scared of us at this point because they are so corrupt. Yeah, they're they're just. I think they're just trying to buy their time. I, I think so. I think we we are witnessing some, the demise of the American Empire. Yeah, something's. I mean, something within like the next twenty to fifty years, something drastic has to happen. Mm-hmm. There's yeah, like especially if things keep deteriorating the way they are mm-hmm. with, you know. With human rights, yeah, in general, if we keep moving backwards, like shit's not gonna be easy for the government. But like, when we would well go too far down that rabbit hole. I think that like when you talk about like why protests don't work, it's because they are so insulated. Like there, there is no real, there's no real consequence. Our representatives and our our, our senators have no real consequence. They don't really answer to the American people as far as they see it. And they know that as long as they play the political game, you know, a state like Louisiana will always, right now, will always vote Republican. Yeah, which is... You know... Which is really ironic to me because Louisiana is, I think, aside from Mississippi, like, the poorest state in America. Right, but the people who vote here are very proud people, and they just don't want their money taken away from them. Because they don't have a lot of it. That's right. (laughs) Yeah. So so they don't want to live in a welfare state because they're like, we've been doing this on our own for a very long time. (laughs) Y'all are already a welfare state. I understand. Like, I understand there's a lot of people on welfare here, and I I know what you're saying, but, like, the people who are voting aren't welfare people a lot of times, and they don't want to vote blue because they're like, I don't want you taking my money to give it to, like, other people because I don't have a whole lot and I'm working my ass off for it Mm -hmm. and I don't want my government to give me anything I just want them to stop fucking with me yeah I want them to stop and that's where a Trump sounds so appealing Mm. you know he didn't do it but he sounded he said it (laughs) 
He said, I'm going to give you your right to live your life. And, and, you know, if you work hard and you try hard and, you, you know, I already know you're doing all this hard shit and I'm not going to keep taking it from you. I'm going to give it back to you, you know? And so that's <laughs> what made people love him. You know, the, that, that, that red base made it. That's why people loved him. Yeah, but he didn't do any of that, so. No, no, like, like the, the Republican, like the, the corporate Republicans shut that shit down. Um, I have never lived in a place so divisive. Yeah. Um, Missouri is, most of the state is red. Mm-hmm. Kansas City is, is basically half and half. Maroon? Red and blue, purple. Okay, it's purple. Purple. Um, <laughs> so there, and I think I think Missouri is one of the uh, one of the states that had an automatic ban on abortion after uh, Roe v. Wade was overturned. Um, but yeah, living in Kansas City, uh, we had like at, at our school we had a Democrats club and a Republicans club. Young, young Republicans and Young, 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 young Democrats Club. Um, the different different viewpoints, like I had an uh, advanced government class that I was part of where we didn't really do assignments. We just kind of, we not kind of, we debated the entire time during the entire class time. Um, and I think there was like this, uh, I lived in, um, in a suburb of Kansas City uh, called Missouri, called Liberty, and... I think it like at that point in time, I don't know how it is now, but at that point in time, the the school system was diversity supported, supportive, supportive of diversity, um, and tried to teach diversity. And um, and and try not to lean one way or the other for the sake of the student body. Which, now that I think about it, is actually really awesome and probably rare now, which sucks. And it definitely isn't a thing here. I, so, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, you lived in a more liberal area, and that's that's the thing. Mm-hmm. Um, again, it I, I think it goes more to, like, the people who live there supported that. If the people who live there don't support it, you can't make them do it. Like there's, like, like that goes back to the freedom. Yes, I would love everyone to be inclusive. Um, but I feel like I, it's just it, it's a freedom thing. Like if people don't want to be inclusive, you can't make them be inclusive. Like you can't. The federal government can't make you, you know, think a certain way. In my opinion. No. And if the area that you're in is not inclusive, all you can say is it doesn't, you can't make it exclusive. Like, to me, like, um, Brown versus Board of Education means that you can't make things exclusive. Mm. Right? But Was that, what was that case? Uh, separate but equal. Okay. So. Um, I, I was, I knew that. I was just making sure. um but like so you can't be exclusive Mm -hmm. but you don't have to make everyone be inclusive does that make sense or no no 
Okay. <laughs> um, so you, I think you being, can't. So if you're neutral and you don't say anything, and that's how your community wants it to be, then that's how your community wants it to be. If your community wants to be more expressive and more inclusive, and and that be a bigger part of it, then that can be your community as long as your community accepts it. But you can't make that other community that isn't actually trampling on anybody's rights be the same as the other community. Okay. Um, I mean, I'm thinking about, like, public schools versus private Christian schools down here. And that is a different – that's a different thing. You know, we are a very different society, and and – it is very much. You come from a very liberal area too. I don't even come from a very liberal area. A moderately, just, like for I us, just, for us, you're yeah, a screaming for, lib. Yeah, which is fucking ridiculous. Yeah, it is what it is. Like it, it, it is what it is. Like you, you, if you sit here and you what? tell the people here you have to do this, they're not going to do it, and they're going to resent you for it. But like, I think that most people here aren't like backwards mean rednecks. It's just they just don't want it put in their face. Like, it, it, like it, it's like you're not going to mess with anybody, but you're also don't want to don't want to be told how to think and how to act because you already know you like a lot of people here already know. You know you don't don't do certain things. You know, as a good person, you don't go beat up a a, a gay man just because he's gay. Okay, and I think I think since the '90s we've gotten away from that kind of stuff. I, I think I don't know. I'm not gay. I don't know. I haven't heard of any hate crimes lately in this part of Louisiana. Um, I mean, not toward like gay people. I mean, uh, like we have, we still have a lot of race issues and stuff like that. Yeah. All right, so sure. that's getting really deep. Let's get. You want to get back to vacations? <laughs> Fuck, we we got way off. Uh. Well, I don't think so. I mean, this is this is what we do. So, um, I want to say one thing. I think I don't know. This is this is my viewpoint because I am from somewhere else. Share it, man. Um, I support you. Thanks, baby. I think people down here are indoctrinated at a very early age to believe a very specific set of values and very a very strict belief system that everything is black and white and there is a definitive, quote, right and wrong. But, the, but this particular, what people think is right down here doesn't make sense to me. Okay. So, I mean, like... What people think of right down here is oppressive to me. Like, what do you mean? Like, saying that abortion is wrong because it's murder. Okay. So, like... Saying, being pro-death penalty. Okay, so you, you, you don't like the hypocrisy of that, that argument. Of abortion? Or no, of death abortion, penalty? death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, like... So, I really don't want to get in on abortion too much here. Um, I've, I, I, don't, I don't have a leg to stand on on it. 
I got my man, so yeah. I don't have a place to stand on it. So mm-hmm. I don't have an opinion on it. Like not, I don't have a a, a hard and fast opinion. You, on it. I think you see that this is. I see it as a woman's rights is, issue. This is a woman's rights issue, yeah, and that you don't really I, have I, a say. I don't have a. I I can't weigh in on what you do with your body. Right. I do feel like some what like that the that the father has a a a right but like honestly like we have way too many fathers who are absentee to like be like okay you know like there there are too many guys or there are too many deadbeat dads deadbeat dads out there who who would be like to to say you know hey they they need to have their say in it well is your say like so much so that if you're going to tell this woman she has to carry this baby to term, when she has this baby, you're going to adopt it and she can walk away and never see this baby again? Mm. I think that that makes it a little bit different, you know? Like, are you taking 100% financial responsibility and everything else? Can can moms sign the way their rights like dads can? Mm. And I think when you look at it that term, it, it can change a little bit of like – and I know a lot of guys who are like, yeah, you know, every every life is, is precious. And if that's your feeling, I mean, I'm not going to try to change your feeling about it. I'm sure you have your reasons for it. Mm-hmm. I'm sure there are women out there who have their reasons for how they feel. All I can say is I don't have a dog in the fight. And since I have no dog in the fight, I'm going with the liberty, the, the liberty view of it, which is you have the liberty to do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a good stance for you. Mm-hmm. That's a good stance for a man with this issue. Yeah. Um, but like I I know there are so many different situations out there, and this is just such a hard topic because I know people who have been adopted and they're they they have a completely different viewpoint than I do. Right, and that's. And it's hard to tell that person how they should feel. I think there's just I think there is a lack of empathy. Mm-hmm. And there's also a there's also just ignorance around it. Because if you've never been in a situation or you've never heard of a situation where a woman is caught between a rock and a hard place, and well, I mean, the the story I told you yesterday when we were driving down to Crawfish Boil mm-hmm. about the, the woman in Florida who um like there is a I think it's a full ban on uh, abortion now, except for very specific cases of fetal, um, in, where the fetus is viable, inviability, fetal inviability, excuse me. Um, but they found out, um, like, she wanted the pregnancy, she wanted the baby, and I think, like, a little more than halfway through her pregnancy, um, they, the doctor told them that the fetus was not viable for because um, the the lungs were underdeveloped, it was a certain um, condition. I don't I don't remember what it's called, but in any in any reasonable culture, if there was a way to safely terminate that pregnancy when the baby's not viable, and you and if you you know for a fact that if that child is taken to term and you actually give birth to this child, this child will not survive like like at all mm-hmm. then 
what do you do in that situation? Like, and the doctor, because of Florida's laws, the doctor was caught in caught between a rock and a hard place where he didn't want to get sued or fined or imprisoned for performing an abortion. Even though, like, I I think a fairly empathetic, sane person would say, hey, this is wrong. She shouldn't have to carry this, this baby to term. Right. Um, so she had to carry it to term. And then the baby died. And the baby died. And so... Less than an hour after it was born, right. it died. And so this is this is one of those those yeah this is a situation where the 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 people who wrote this should be ashamed of themselves. To me, because of like the the trauma you've put this woman through. Exactly. Like she she's and and you're you're now the people who wrote that law to me are now responsible for this woman, and, and that's what our lawmakers are not. They are not responsible for the laws they write. They don't understand them. They are now responsible for this woman and all the trauma that she's gone through. They're, they are responsible for the, the years of, of uh, therapy that she's going to have to go through. Um, they are responsible for the physical effects on her. To me, they are 100% responsible, and they, they, the, 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 the state of Florida should be sued tremendously for this. And, like, she should not pay one penny for anything else yeah she shouldn't have medical bills for this no but she's gonna have to go through like years of of trauma therapy yeah it's not just her she had a husband yeah she had a son Mm -hmm. like that entire family yeah because because of a law that that you wrote because of cultural because of a cultural war that shouldn't be existing Mm -hmm. a cultural war that exists so that politicians don't have to do their actual job Right. Um, yeah, it's just, it's, um, yeah, another thing I, I definitely wanted to touch on was that her, this woman's father um, is a preacher. Mm-hmm. And he said, they, um, he was interviewed uh, too for this uh, article and um, this short little video that they, um, video interview that they did. Um, he said that this is legal torture. Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, like, this is, if if a, if a doctor says it's not viable and you have to, you have to be able to, you know, terminate pregnancies. Like, if, if literally what's happening is happening, you know? Right. Um, like I said, but I don't have a dog in that fight, and where I line up on it is I have to give it to the, the opinion of the person who's in that, that situation. I'm not going to tell the person... Because I can't tell everyone's situation. So I know, like, I, I understand that, like, a lot of people don't like abortions and stuff like that. But, like, this is, I guess my stance on it is one of, I think you can be personally pro-choice or pro-life. Mm-hmm. And, like, overall pro-choice. Yeah. And I don't think that should be looked down upon. I feel like we, we make people feel like they have to make a decision between it. No, like, I know people, I think you are that way. Yeah, kind of. I, I'm totally, like, um, I am pro, pro-life pro for me, but, like, I'm not going to tell other people what to do with their lives. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I, 
Um, I have a lot of friends that are like that. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, if 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 I didn't have all of my all of my butts, if I didn't have a if I didn't have a um, a mental illness or uh, however I want to put it, like a, a some issues, a brain issue is basically what I have. It's a hereditary brain issue. You just want to say what it is? <laughs> yeah. No, I've already said that it's bipolar disorder. Yeah. But I'm 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 literally saying like the reason that I've chosen not to have children, the reason that I wouldn't carry a pregnancy to term, is because I don't want to pass down what's wrong with me. Mm-hmm. Because bipolar disorder is incredibly difficult to deal with. Um. So. Yeah, so and what I'm, I guess what I'm, I, I know we just went on this tangent and we yeah, went down, we went for vacation to abortion. We went down an abortion rabbit hole. And I think you've been wanting to, to hit this, like yes, because it's it's not going away. Mm-hmm. And um, like I said before, especially down here, especially in the South, there is this black and white, right and wrong, just. If either something is or it isn't, and abortion rights and and when to terminate a pregnancy, like that's all a big giant gray area, and a very very personal choice that the government has no issue that strangers okay, so don't have it, any it, say in, shouldn't be, have any say any say in. So it becomes a thing where government is getting involved in your life. Yeah, like, like this is this is a a classical Republican like argument, which is there's too much government and they shouldn't get involved in your life. Yeah, and the Republicans are now they're not classical anymore. They're not well yeah, they're they're something else. They're radicalized. They're but like the, the extremists. Yeah. Like a a a paleo Republican would tell you, you know, like small government that doesn't interfere with your life. Right. So yeah, it's just uh I don't know how we got down in this rabbit hole. I don't know. We, <laughs> we went way too much on labor and why labor and vacation and all kinds of other shit. Um, what did you want to talk about? <laughs> okay, so I think we talked about some, like, when we talked about, like, uh, vacation guilt. Um, mm-hmm. That's something I feel. Yeah. I, I definitely feel vacation vi- guilt, which is why I tend to save my vacation to the end of the year, which isn't really good for my team. But I kind of save it because I'm like, okay, I've nothing going on, nothing going on. I can push this off, push this off. And then, like, December, I take off and go hunt. <laughs> um, because I can't roll time over. So that's one reason I have to take my vacation. But the other reason is, like, throughout the year, I tend to not, I tend to not understand vacation as a small break to re- re-energize myself throughout the year. Okay. I think a vacation in, and I, this might be an American thing, it might not be a European thing, where you have a vacation. Two weeks, a week, whatever it is, and this is the time that you go and you do. Go to a beach, go to a mountain, go to a lake, go to wherever. I don't take a lot of, like, Fridays so I can have an extra long weekend and go to fishing at the lake. My vacation tends to be, you know, we go somewhere. We do something. Um, but also that puts a lot of stress on on me. 
Um, yeah, it's unnecessary. Yeah. I don't, I don't know if I relax on my vacations like I should. You definitely don't. Yeah. You, you have this, yeah. I feel like I almost, up, uh, I get more uptight. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a horrible comparison. You're going to hate it. Okay. This is something you and my mother have in yeah. common. Is that you two can't really sit down. And for you, it gets worse on vacation because you feel like we have to make, I don't know, make the most of it or do as much as possible mm-hmm. in this place yeah. I- at this time. Because yeah, I'm, I'm Clark Griswold. I want my family to have this awesome vacation. Yeah, stop Clark Griswolding. Stop Griswolding. Um, for me, a vacation is a time to decompress mm-hmm. and to chill the fuck out. <laughs> Um, I understand hiking trips and see we're also different in this. Okay, right, so what are what are the vacations? What what are the typical vacations for North America, United States? So you have mountains, camping, right? Mm-hmm. Hiking, mountain. I'm gonna I'm gonna include that in its own group: mountain hiking, camping, right? Mm-hmm. And then you have beach vacations. Yep. You have cruises. Yes. Um, what else do we have? Oh, city vacations. Which I don't understand. I, I'm not a huge city vacation person. Um, but I don't know. I really did enjoy like Washington, D.C. Oh, I Googled the most common vacation spot in the U.S. and it's Las Vegas. Never want to go. Never want to go either. I, I, I don't want to go to Las Vegas and I don't want to go to New York. I would do New York. I would do like upstate New York or countryside New York, but I, I don't would, want to go to New York City. I, I would do it. I'd do a little bit of New York City, like a day or two. I don't think I could stay there a long time, but there is no part of me, zero parts of me that ever want to go to Las Vegas. Yeah, it's kind of a, it's a place that shouldn't exist because it's in the middle of the desert. Mm, true that. <laughs> but mobsters. <laughs> and yeah, it's. It's just, I mean, we both hate casinos. Casinos are really, really boring to us. They're soul sucking to me. Yes, absolutely. All they want to do, like that, casinos only exist to take your money. Like walking in there and just looking at the people, I just want to turn around and leave immediately. Walking in there and what's really, what, like, I get overstimulated by casinos because of all the flashing lights and the beeping sounds. Yeah. Like, I, I walk in, I hear all that, and I see all that, and I want to leave. Yeah. I, I just look at the people, and I'm just like, God, nobody here looks happy. No. Like it, it looks you're mi- staring at a slot. You're this, like, so fucking close to a slot machine in your face, and you're just pu- pushing a button or pulling a lever over and over again and just, like... Hoping for a different outcome. Yeah. I, it, like, yeah, some of the table games, you can get some excitement around and stuff like that. And I can understand maybe that. Mm-hmm. But, like, even that, it just seems so artificial and not fun. Right. You know, it's just, ugh. Mm-hmm. I, I, I just, I, I hate casinos. Like, we have them around here. Mm-hmm. But we have shitty casinos, too. Yeah. And, like. Yeah. Maybe maybe <laughs> Vegas's casinos are better, but I just feel like it's a a glitzier version of the same shit we have here. And when you walk into a shitty casino and you just see the people just chain smoking, yeah, the smoke. Oh my god! And it's less like it, it's like the last place in the country that you can smoke inside is in a casino. I'm just like I, I'm like ugh, ugh. Yeah, I want to leave. I want to leave. I don't <laughs> care if you have a twenty dollar all you can eat seafood buffet. 
which is, yeah, kind of gross. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. Uh, um, oh, my God. I, mm, ugh. I can't even talk about this, but I there was a certain uh, time and place where I was at a casino buffet, and I had to watch this massively just nasty, obese man just chow down on on uh, crab legs. Was it a date? It was not a date. <laughs> Thank God it was not a date. It was something very wrong and a time in my life that I never want to go back to. Mm-hmm. And I'm glad that it's over. Okay. Um, and it has nothing to do with my, my bipolar disorder, my manic episodes. It was way before that. Um, but yeah, the like everybody else... It was a group thing. Everybody else was um, done eating. Mm-hmm. And we sat there for another like 20 fucking minutes waiting for this fat ass to finish his food. Oh, is this when you when you were in symphony? No. <sighs> no, I'll have to tell you after. Okay. Okay, we'll tell it off here. Yeah. Sorry, guys. Sorry, I can't. Yeah, I can't like, I can't ex- elaborate any anymore. Okay, so, um, all right, so there's the, okay, so Las Vegas. Neither one of us ever want to go to a Las Vegas vacation. Truth. That's... The hangover, so we have that in there's common. Nothing. There's there's nothing there that I want, and yeah. I'm too old. Like my my friends are married. Like there's no like bachelor parties in my future, <laughs> ever. I'm done. Oh yeah, I guess that's true. Well, no, I mean, no, you're not going to be invited to like twenty somethings bachelor parties. No, I wouldn't. <laughs> and I'm okay with that. I wouldn't want to go. Yeah. Like that's so. I'm not a Vegas guy. Don't want to go. Don't want to do it. Don't want to see the shows. Don't want to see Celine Dion sing My Heart Will Go On and <laughs> pound her chest 18 ta- times. Um, or Britney be like, I'm Britney, bitch. I don't want to go to a desert. I hate desert. I, I like, like maybe the high desert. I don't even like high deserts. I don't like dry. Yeah. I, hate, I hate dry. Yeah, no dry. <laughs> I'm, such, I'm such a swamp person. Like my my... My area is the Pacific Northwest, we that rainy moisture. shit. Yes. I'm like, it can rain 300 and, you know, 62 days a year. <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with that. Um, but you're also not a big beach person. I don't like beaches. I love beaches. I I, I can't stand to do nothing. Like, I, yep. I, I, it's so hard for me to switch you to neutral. You have to learn the art of doing nothing and relishing in it. There's this uh, saying in Italian that's basically like... Um, Venito Venini? I don't in, in Vino Veritas, which means in wine there's truth. That's a totally different one. But it's basically the joy of the little things or the joy of nothing um, is kind of what it translates to. And it's... Do you think this is an American thing? Do you think yes. I am such an American? You are such a workaholic American. That, like, even on my vacation, I have to achieve? Yeah. Which I, is like, dumb. I'm, and that's, like, your thing. It's, like, it's, it's, and our hike... Or the, difference, the differences in our hiking patterns, mm-hmm. you don't enjoy the journey. You just take off and want to get to the destination as, soon, as quickly as possible. And that's not hiking to me. That's fucking miserable. So... That's why I, t- I try to let you set pace. Okay. Like, I would rather be, like, tail gunner on this thing than point man. I don't want to be point man on our hikes because I know that I am not, like, I am I am blazing. I'm, I'm, I'm just trying to get to the, the destination. And I'm all about, like, going and seeing and doing, but 
when I'm on vacation, I don't ever want to feel like I'm in a rush. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Like, it's not appealing to me. Like, to me, I can strap on a, a pack and go four or five days out in the wilderness and not be unhappy. Like, I would be happy. But I know that, like, when I went there, I would be traveling from one place to another to another to another to another. And the first thing I would want to do is every morning get up and push myself hard so I knew I would make my next destination. Okay. That's a totally different hiking trip altogether. Um, But, see, like, we just go hike, which is going from point A to point B. mm -hmm. Especially around here, there's not much to see. No. We, We don't have... Beautiful vistas. Um, and, I mean, I, I, I kind of have horse legs. <laughs> you kind of have horse legs. You have straight up turry trunk legs, dude. Uh, so, like, climbing up doesn't bother me. Yeah. Like, like there's no, like, I can be like, I can climb all day, you know. I'm, I got these short little stubby, like, just going to crush it legs, you know. Yeah, and I don't have those kind of legs. <laughs> um, like, my sister has straight up, like, long thin bird legs and i'm like in in between my my like my dad and i'm in between my mom and my dad where i have these like longish legs <laughs> with a little bit of meat on the with bone a little bit of meat on the bone but like not an like good for like sprinting but then not really good for much else <laughs> like i can walk forever but i can't like go uphill forever i think you can go uphill forever i, I yeah it doesn't really bother me so, okay, so the other vacations are the city vacations, which we kind of talked about Las Vegas. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I, city vacations are okay as long as they have other stuff to do outside of them. I enjoyed Portland. Portland was great. Um, it's I one en- of the great I, cities. I enjoyed Seattle, Washington, mm-hmm. um, parts of it. Yeah. Um, but, like, there is no part of me that wouldn't spend two days there and then spend the rest of the time on a mountain. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like the 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 city is the gateway to what's around it. Yeah, that's beautiful. Like, I like that. Like, <laughs> like Portland is the gateway to the rest of Oregon. Yeah. Let me go spend a couple of days in Portland, and then we'll go to the rest of Oregon. Right. And then the, the other one for around here is cruises. Now, you've done a cruise as a teenager. Mm-hmm. I did one as an adult. Which uh, I imagine cruising as an adult is probably a lot more fun than as a teenager because you can drink. Um, but there's really not much else to do. Unless you go on excursions. You can go on excursions. And we had some fun excursions. Mm-hmm. Um, I really enjoyed our cruise mm-hmm. um, because there was unlimited ice cream. <laughs> and I got to tan. And when you're a teenager, all you want to do is be tan. So... I got really tan, and I got my hair braided. It was nice. I will tell you. Oh, you're you, so white. I'm, yeah, I'm so, I was, yeah, it was such a little basic white bitch thing. Um, I will tell you, I will never go back to Jamaica. That excursion was horrible. Okay, so I went to Jamaica on my honeymoon. At a resort. And I would go back. At a resort. At a resort. Yeah. Um, as soon as you leave the resort, it's hell on earth. All inclusive. The only time we did leave was to climb uh dun duns river falls which is a very um famous like place where the it's just like a river that cascades down a mountain it's not like one waterfall it's just like a mm-hmm. big cascade thing and um it, it was fun but literally and we did a a shopping excursion 
The shopping excursion was good because, like, literally the little, like, city block that we were in was so heavily guarded that we didn't get bombarded. <laughs> yeah, that's that wasn't how our shopping excursion was. Um, Duns River, the guy was like, look, we get off the bus. There's going to be people who are going to bombard you to buy everything. Just plow through them. Just Run. go. Just Run. keep going. Don't stop. <laughs> Um, so that was a little annoying, but like the rest of it, like being on an all-inclusive resort in Jamaica, beautiful area. And, um, um, I, I, I think the, 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 the local people who worked there, I hope made decent money. I hope so. Um, we tipped well. It's good. Um, I would like to go to an all-inclusive resort in the Bahamas. That would be amazing. Um, yeah, that's my one issue with planning this trip to Isle of Skye is that there really isn't like an all-inclusive, like a, like a truly all-inclusive thing mm. that we can do. Like we can do like a, this isn't appealing to me at all, but we could do like a, be part of like an all-inclusive like tour, sh- tour group. Yeah. But we would have to have, we'd have like set times and everything to like go see these places. And I, I, yeah, like set a, like times a set are schedule. horrible. I don't want to do a set schedule. Um, I'm also nervous about driving on the wrong side of the road. Yeah, I'll take care of that. I know you're going to take care of that, but I'm still nervous about that. Because um, we're American. <laughs> and fuck yeah. yeah. America, fuck yeah. And yeah, Scotland drives on the wrong side of the road. So Or the right side of the road. Their side of the road. Um, all right, so I, I don't know. Let's wrap up vacations. Oh, okay. probably an hour and a half in. What do you feel about it, man? Like, I, I enjoy my vacation. I wish I enjoyed it more. Yeah, I think my job on our vacation is, on our vacations that we take for the rest of our lives, is to get you to chill the fuck out. Yeah. So we will work on that. I think I've done better. Yeah, it, um, when we went to uh, uh, Hot Springs, mm-hmm. you let me set the pace for the hike. Yeah. It was good. It was challenging, but not like horrible. I think I, we just went too far out of town. A little bit. Like, it, it wasn't, I don't think I ever made y'all, like, really push the pace. I think the problem was we just got so far out before we started our travel back in. Okay. Mm. I know Offspring was a little bit like, okay, I'm done with this shit. Yeah, well, Offspring's not a hiker. Oh, oh look, Offspring. <laughs> okay. Well, um, uh, yeah, we're going to we're gonna end this, so. Yeah, let's let's cut it out. Um, yeah. America, do. Do better on vacations. America do better on, you know, workers' rights and PTO and respecting our time off. Yeah, that's what I got to say on that. And uh, uh, workers, you know, stand up for your rights. And it is not – don't feel guilty for not being at work. Mm Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Uh, That is the one thing. That's my my May year. May. May. We're not in New Year, so we're May. So it's my May year resolution is to no longer feel guilty about not being at work. Okay. That's good. I like that. Okay. So. Be kind. (laughs) Listen and take care of each other. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Bye. Bye.